Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. That you get to know God through his word. He speaks to us through his word. We get to know him. Um, Hosea says, remember I brought it up Sunday. He says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. As many times we don't know God's promises. We don't know his provisions. Even though we've known the Lord a while, say, man, what does it say about that? Well, get into it, man. Get into it. I teach out of the New Living Translation, and that's a good translation. But if you say, man, I need something a little more modern, do the Message Bible. I'm not a huge fan of the Message Bible. But if that's what you want to read or that's what you need to get the Word in you, then read the Message Bible. Really. There's some translations out there that are easy to understand. Um, I'm not always a fan of the way every verse goes in the New Living because sometimes I don't agree with the translation when I've looked at the Hebrew and Greek. But I'm going to tell you right now, God speaks through His Word regardless of the translation. You agree with that? He's going to get His Word to you somehow, huh? You say, man, I like King James. Well, may the Lord bless you. That's Shakespeare. We don't talk like that anymore. It's eloquent. It's beautiful. But, you know... New King James, English Standard Version. There's some great translations. I like to teach out of the New Living so that there's less doubt. It's like, man, wait, what does that say? Because how many times have you heard people say, well, I just don't understand the Bible. But what's cool is some of y'all text me here and there and go, well, what does this mean, Pastor? And I'm like, hey, let's talk about it. I'll respond when I can. I love that. I love questions. I remember part of my training was, must have been, 2003, when we had a church bulletin that folded like this. Do you remember that one, Viley and Barry? Remember the little yellow page? Y'all remember, huh? Y'all were here. Y'all were here around that time, even 04, 05. We had a little church bulletin on the back. I remember, man, it was such an honor. I couldn't believe Dad did it, but I was an associate pastor already. Dad said, doctrinal questions. Contact Pastor Matt. Man, I got some interesting questions. It kept me sharp. Most of them I knew the answers to just from training but how many of you know scripture says study to show yourself approved so you can rightly divide the word of truth, right? Talked about this Sunday. You don't want to fall for a lie. You don't, you don't want to be afraid to speak the truth and you don't want to be ignorant. You don't want to be, you don't want to be confused. No, you don't want to be confused. Say, man, well, I don't know what the, the word says. Get into it, man. You can always cover your case in the word. You can find out about it. People go, well, God's Word doesn't speak specifically about my situation. You'd be shocked. Everything you need is in there, so get into that Bible. If you don't have a hard copy Bible that's easy to understand, get you one. If you still don't have one, talk to me and we'll find you one. All right? But I think you can find one. I recommend New Living Translation for church because it's what I teach out of. Romans 5.11 is where we ended last week. We pick it up right here. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful New relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Now that ties into the Old Testament. Remember scripture says Abraham was a friend of God. Now a friend in scripture is not just a passing acquaintance. A friend is someone who you share time with. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, no man than this, than someone is going to than that they would lay down their life for their friends. You don't just lay down a life, your life for your acquaintance, right? Someone just know casually or in passing. You'd lay down your life for someone you really, really love. A friend is someone you'd die for, someone you really love and you're loyal to. So now, 
we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. And once again, that ties back to the Old Testament because Abraham was a friend of God. Scripture also says in the New Testament, Paul says it, he says, we're children of Abraham when we believe because we're part of a better covenant. All because of Abraham, the father of our faith. Man, all kinds of good things have happened. There were promises that God made Abraham, that he was going to give him kids when he didn't have any, or give him a child when he had none. He was going to make him a father of many nations. God even told him at one point, because you've obeyed me, in blessing I will bless you. Think about that for a second. In blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply you. Wow. If God says, while I'm blessing you, I'm going to continue to bless you, and while I'm multiplying you, I'm going to continue to multiply you, that is an exponential astronomical blessing. It's like, does anybody like math in here? Some of you hate it. Do you remember geometric sequences in geometry? And you're like, no, and thank God I don't. It gave me nightmares. God has just healed me. Thanks, Pastor, for throwing me back into trauma. Well, sometimes in a geometric sequence, you see that a number grows exponentially because it's like one to the third power, two to the third power, four to the third power. Every number in the sequence is to the third power or whatever, and it's growing and growing and growing and growing. Exponentially means, man, without, without limit. So God told Abraham, in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying you I will multiply your descendants. Wow. So we have this relationship with God through Jesus. And this is crazy. Abraham was a friend of God, but through Jesus Christ, according to Scripture in the New Testament, the New Testament is a better covenant. Someone say a better covenant. It's better all right, Jesus came to fulfill the law, and there's some provisions in there, man. You can claim promises from the Old Testament, but the new, because a lot of that ties into the new. That's why we have a Holy Bible, which is the Old and New Testament. We can understand where we came from, where our spirit, spiritual legacy originated. But the new covenant is it's a better covenant, scripture says. Why? Well, for one reason, it's simplified. Are any of you reading in the Old Testament right now? I am. I am in the, in the one-year Bible. Some of that you go, oh, it kind of just scratch your head, huh? Sometimes you go, wow, God, thank you for Jesus. One of the biggest reminders in reading the Old Testament is that, oh, thank God, God sent Jesus. One of the biggest reminders about Jesus and that we need a Savior is you read the Old Testament and go, wow, I just thank you, Lord, because Jesus simplified it. Love God and love others. Wow, that's incredible. But the New Testament is a better covenant. Now let's talk about sin. Are you ready? Not a popular subject. You want to run people off? Said, man, let's, we're going to talk about sin tonight, okay? My new series is about sin. You know, <laughs> what? We're going to talk about sin? I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm making an example there. But let's get into some sin talk here. But someone say there's hope. Yeah, because this is the good news. It's the gospel and what the Apostle Paul is doing here is explaining what happened and how we came to the place where we are in this world. Is there sin in this world? It's crazy, huh? Think about this. I'm sure Pastor Jen mentioned this in uh, her ladies' Bible study last night. But can you imagine people will curse you, talk awful, hate you, threaten to burn buildings because you won't let them kill babies? Are you thinking about that? Now, I've got to say this again for anyone in here or anyone who's listening. If you've had an abortion, 
and you confess your sin to the Lord, there's forgiveness. You'll see your baby in heaven. I'm talking about right now. I'm not trying to dredge, dredge up the past. I'm talking about right now. Can you imagine someone is angry? And it's crazy. The ones that are screaming bloody murder and crying, that's an ironic statement, but they're screaming and crying. We, we don't have no freedom anymore. They live in states where they can still have abortions. It's a state-by-state state thing. If you're hell-bent on doing that, then you can go to a state that does it. But isn't that strange? Do you, do you guys remember the Old Testament where God judged Israel for burning their children? It's not a popular thing, but hey, it's, it's, it's topping off the headlines, so we need to talk about it here and there. And that proves that there's still sin in the world. How about trafficking kids? Man, that's... That messes with me. I don't have no babies of my own, but y'all's kids, man, I see them as my kids and my family, and I, I don't want, I'm protective of y'all. I'm off the charts, I'm protective. I don't want anyone messing with y'all. I love y'all. God has entrusted y'all to my care. I can't imagine adults or teenagers or humans being trafficked as sex slaves. I just can't even imagine that. But that's going on in the world. Millions of people. I can't imagine we live in a world where people are killed just because of their religious beliefs. Not just Christians, but others even. People get killed because of their religious beliefs. Wow! But especially Christians, right? Because we're believers. That's our people. Man, that is a world that has sin in it. It's sin sick. It's sick because of all the sin. Now let's get into this. When Adam sinned, look how simple this is, sin entered the world. Are you noticing that it doesn't say when Eve sinned? We know Eve sinned. She say, man, Eve was deceived. Uh huh. You know, man, Satan started uh, through the snake. There, he he just he's, he was flowing, man. He was he asked a a lie in the form of a question. Did God really say that you can't have any of the fruit of the garden? Can you imagine God puts you in a garden and He's not going to let you have any of the fruit? He didn't say that. It's a big lie. But it started with a deception, and Adam must have thought Eve was fine, right? Because she handed to him, and he ate too, whatever it was. We don't know if it was an apple, uh, you know, a pomegranate. It, I don't know. It was fruit. But when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Why? God originally gave Adam and Eve authority over the planet. Scripture said, says in Genesis, subdue it. Take dominion. It's yours. You even get to name the animals. You know dominion? Can you imagine? God said he set the animals before him to see what Adam would name them. Adam was brilliant. He had it all. They had perfect DNA. They had heaven on earth. They were children of both worlds. Many believe that they were, because they spoke with God as easily as they did according to Scripture, because remember the cool of the day, the Lord would come and walk and talk with them. They could see into the spirit realm, but they lived in the physical realm. Constantly, they were children of both worlds. They were amazing. Can you believe that? They were created to see into the spirit realm and to live in the physical. They, they had it all. They were given dominion. But when Adam sinned, because he was, he was on the contract with God. God created humans to be his. He created them in his image. And he said, this is your place. Here's, here's all I'm asking. Love and obey me and serve me. And, and hey, don't eat of that tree. 
Don't eat of that tree. You say, why would he do that? Why would he even put it in there? Why would He's always going to give us a choice. Always. It's the eternal law. God gives people choices. And he gives us a choice. So when Adam sinned, because of the authority God had given him, sin entered the world. Adam handed over authority and dominion to Satan. Not good. Adam's sin brought death. What kind of death? Well, it brought physical death. We know even in the Old Testament... It hadn't completely set in to our ancestors' DNA yet, so they were living five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred years. But eventually, if you read in the Old Testament, their lifespan started shortening, huh? Because death had entered the human race. Not only physical death, but spiritual death now, because we'd been separated from our Creator. Interesting. Adam's sin brought physical and spiritual death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. You know, they talk about DNA now. You say, man, well, you got this. Here's a weakness here. or Here's this. Or, man, for heaven's sake, I'm a living example of DNA right now. Look at my bald head. It skipped my brother. But, I mean, you, I have a picture somewhere of me, my grandpa, my uncle, and, man, they're just slick. I even have a little more hair than them, but you can't hardly tell. So I just shave it. But it's DNA. It's carried down. The problem is the curse was carried down because once Adam sinned, and Eve sinned, their kids all had, the DNA was worsening, but even more than that, their spiritual DNA was messed up. Now the devil was their father. Isn't that crazy? You could still choose to serve God and fear him. Even after they fell from grace, they could have chosen to serve God and fear him. But people got further and further away from God. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. You've read in scripture, there's some graphic accounts of our ancestors, the people of Israel, other people, even thousands of years ago, they're well acquainted with sin, huh? They did awful things to each other. People sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. That's interesting. What a, what a unique statement. Let's go on. Still, everyone died. Now they had to die. Death had come in through sin. Someone say, death entered through sin. Yep. Everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as what? As Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. Why? Even in scripture, you can trace the geology, uh, genealogy all the way back. And it says Adam was the son of God because he was created by God, right? So when Jesus came, scripture teaches us that he's the second Adam. He came to make right what Adam had dropped the ball with. He came to right Adam and Eve's wrongs. Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. He was created in perfection. He was a son of God. At that point, he was the, the son of God. But there is a great difference between, between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. Okay? Great difference. Sin is dirty, isn't it? Sin separates you from God. There's different types of sin. There's different types of consequences for sin. Sin is not right. It separates us from God. But God's gracious gift is pure. Someone say pure. Scripture explains Scripture. James chapter 1 says every good and perfect gift comes from where? From God, from above. From the Father of lights, with whom is no shadow of turning. We move on. Look at this. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. There were still righteous men and women of God. There were people who sought God, but man, it was hard. 
It was hard. Let, let's just let's backtrack a little bit here as we linger on this verse a moment. When they sinned, let's just list some of the, what are some of the things that happened when Adam and Eve fell from God's grace. Does anybody remember some of the curses that came down on Adam and Eve right away? Think about it. What's that? Yeah, guilt. Guilt. It was never there. Shame. What else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were embarrassed. That goes with shame. Mm-hmm. Lying. Yeah, they started lying. The land was okay. That's a good one. A woman would have pains in childbirth. Wow. Ladies, y'all some bad mama jamas. God bless y'all, man. Why would a man want to be a woman? I don't want to be a woman. Can I get an amen in here from the men? I mean, come on. Women are amazing. God bless them. We need them. I honored my mom. I honored wi- honor women now. Man, but why would you want? I, oh, okay. I want, I want to be able to give birth. Can you imagine? Come on, bro. Man. So the ground's cursed. The Lord told Adam right away, he said, hey, by the way now, the ground's cursed, and by the sweat of your brow, you're going to have to make your living from the ground. It's sad we had a, a friend. Um, we're going to be doing the funeral next week. Jonathan is my brother. But they used to attend church here, and I think the guy was mid-30s, 35 or 36, dear friend of ours, and he died Monday in an oil field accident. Out there sweating and toiling, and now there's accidents out there. That's not the blessing of God. I don't know how he lived. I really don't know. And I'm not casting any blame, but I'm saying, can you imagine you got to go sweat and toil, and your job is dangerous? Man. We had labor pains and childbirth, a woman's travail to give birth. Wow. What else? Anything else? The shame, guilt, what else? Hate. Oh, my gosh. There are people who have written about how it felt to be separated from God. And one guy, he wrote about how it was, it was like an intense pain when you knew that you were now at a distance from God. You, didn't, you were created to be connected to Him. You guys know how it's been. You as believers, y'all have all accepted Jesus in here most likely. But have you ever been in a place where you felt like God was far away? It's awful. He said, man, God's not answering my prayers. And that's where faith comes in, because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But you ever felt lonely? Can you imagine? I guess we can only imagine what it was like for God to go, oh, man, you, you messed up our relationship. I got I to. Gotta. Now, because you sinned, look, it even affected the animals. He said, I've got to kill some animals so I can cover you with their skins now. It changed everything. That was not God's plan. I don't know the extent of God's perfect plan, but I believe it was for the entire planet to be like the Garden of Eden and for people to live forever. I mean, who knows what would have happened. God will reveal all that to us when we get to heaven. But sin brought destruction. It brought disgrace. It brought shame. It brought lust and hate and guilt. And the ground's cursed and and women have to struggle through. And guess what else? All of a sudden, see, we had to wait until Christ came to make men and women equals again. Right? Because right away, as soon as Eve, Adam and Eve fell, it said, man, there, you're going to have struggles for, for lordship here. You're going to struggle with each other. 
<laughs> Basically, you're going to try to rule over each other. It's going to be tough. So what, what is that, really? That's relationship problems. Man, <laughs> anything else? Sickness. Sickness, man. Now there's cancer. Now there's autoimmune diseases and things that are coming to get us. That's not God's best, but it happens. My mom died of cancer, and she was a woman of God, those of you that knew her. That's not God's best. We don't understand everything, but we know that the world has fallen because sin came in through Adam and Eve. God's best is not that. But man, many of us have struggled with ailments and illnesses, right? Pains in our body. That was not God's best. For the sin of this one man, Adam, and don't be mad at Adam. It's already too late. Don't be mad at him and Eve. Here we are. Got to make the best of it. Someone say, thank God for Jesus. Oh, man, he came to reconcile everything that was wrong just by putting your faith in him. Uh, reconciling men and women's relationship, and he came to bring the blessing for the curse. I'm going to talk this Sunday about speaking up concerning the breaking of the curse. What is the curse? Sickness, poverty, and death. Physical and spiritual death, but especially spiritual death. Eternal separation for God, from God. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, but even greater is what? Oh, greater than sin is what? God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Let's hesitate again. Have you ever struggled? Let's be honest. Have you ever struggled to receive a gift from someone? Why do humans do that? Oh, no, you shouldn't have. Oh, no, I'm not going to. But then we leave and we go, man, God bless me. Why won't you bless me, Lord? Come on, man. I've been tithing, giving offerings. Someone's like, Man, take it. It's yours. Oh, I, you, I can't do that. you got to humble yourself. So here's my question tonight. How do you receive a gift? Say thank you. It ta- it, I, I've given gifts to some people, and they're like, oh, man, I'm going to pay you back. And I'm like, it's a gift, G-I-F-T. It's like, don't worry about this. God bless you. Here it is, man. And others are great with gifts. And... And then there's other type of bad. They're like, they don't even say thank you. You don't just take the gift. You need to be grateful, but you got to learn how to humble yourself and take a gift. God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. That's greater than sin, is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many. Why doesn't, why doesn't everybody receive it? Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. You want to chime in again? I love interactive. Uh, when's, oh, gosh. I, not worthy. So condemnation, lies, pride. Say, man, I, man, I'm not worthy of this, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I like gifts. I don't think it's my primary love language. Have you ever talked about love languages? You know, um, uh, gifts, uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, right? Quality time. I'm a big quality time person. But I, I've never once told my wife, because she's a great gift giver. She just knows me, man. I'll tell her, I don't want anything for Christmas. I don't even know. And she gives me these gifts. I'm like, man, I want this. Thank you. I never go, well, baby, I'm not worthy. And she bought me some cool Nikes. And I knew, I know she overpaid for them. I just know it for Christmas. But, man, I'm loved. And so when she gives me gifts, I'm like, you know what I did for Christmas? I, Christmas uh, morning? 
I put on my new Nikes, and man, I, I was bouncing all over the place. I felt like my feet were bouncing. They were so cool. It's like returning energy into my body. I felt like I had a superpower, like I was wearing the Iron Man suit or something. So, wow, thanks, baby. I didn't even know I wanted these, but thank you. I guess I needed them. No, I'm not worthy. I'm ashamed that you gave me a gift. You know what? Or can you imagine this? I don't need that. I don't want your gifts. That's what people do. You know what people do a lot of the time? They go, sin? My God wouldn't send anybody to hell. You need to read the Word, man. People need to read the Word. God's wonderful grace and His gift of forgiveness. Because of His gift of forgiveness, we can have a restored relationship with God and spend eternity with Him in heaven. His gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus did. I love what my dad told me. Was it yesterday? We had some good conversations. We were in here praying together. And then he left and I followed him into his office. And man, I was just listening. He was just talking. I'm like, this 74-year-old man knows some stuff. Just listening and learning. And, and he said, I, I don't remember how mom came up. And he goes, you know, she has, she's a lot better off than us now. <laughs> he said, she's got it way better than us now. I said, man, you're right. And he, he said something like, we didn't lose her. We didn't lose her. He said, she's got it way better than us. All because of what and how? God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Man, you're going to be in heaven one day with your loved ones who have accepted Jesus. Let's go on. And the result. Someone say, and the result. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin, huh? For Adam's sin led to condemnation. There's the guilt. There's the shame. There's the I'm not worthy. Man, condemnation is I feel judged. I'm running from God. Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's what? God's free gift. All you got to do is what? Believe. Someone say believe. God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. Can you imagine? God gives you a free gift that actually enables you to be right with Him. That is a good deal all around. Even though we are guilty of many sins. Wow. God's free gift leads to our being made right with God even though we are guilty of many sins. Think about that for a minute. Can you imagine someone gives you a gift? They say, man, guess what? Here's, here's the gift. You are on the bank account now. And it's unlimited. And it's eternal. Many of you go, man, is that the best thing that could ever happen to me? No, it's actually, after you live this life, which is, which is short, even if you live to be 90 or 100, you spend eternity with Him because of His free gift. He took all the suffering, all the pain, so He could spend eternity with you. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. Someone say death. And people were frightened of death. I mean, we even as believers, man, we come to that place sometimes, huh, where we go, man, am I afraid of death? I loved watching my mom transition. It was heartbreaking. I never saw her afraid of death, though. She was not afraid of death. She was at peace with God. She was so humble, it threw me off. I remember the last two months she was alive. One day I said, bye. She came to the door with her walker. She goes, bye, babe. I said, bye, mom. And she said, hey, I just want to thank you. I said, for what? I thought she was going to say, thanks for coming by or something. She said, you know, you've helped me with a lot. You were a good pastor to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? You and dad taught me everything. 
You and dad taught me to love the word. You and dad, not just dad, you and dad. Scripture says, honor your father and mother so you can live long upon this earth. That's ideal. And some of you say, man, well, I'm a single mom. Hey, God honors that. He's going to take care of you. Don't worry about that. But you can learn from spiritual fathers and mothers, can't you? Just as much as you learn from your parents or your grandparents or whoever raised you, man, whoever adopted you, praise God. But I just saw the humility in my mom as she was preparing for death. She wasn't regretting anything. She was, you could see she was sorting out stuff. She had memories. She was getting ready to go to heaven. All because of God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. Mom went to heaven knowing she was right with God. I will never forget that. Heavens, are there any questions tonight about what we've talked about? Of course not. (laughs) You can ask me after church, though, if you're embarrassed to ask me right now. Let's bow our heads and pray. I believe everyone in here has accepted Jesus. But if you've never accepted the Lord, you can raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you tonight. But I want everyone to pray this prayer with me just so we have it here. And we have it on the live stream so that people have an opportunity to accept Jesus. We, got we have been given the ministry of getting people right with God. All in the name of Jesus. Someone say, Heavenly Father. Say, without you, I'm a sinner. I need you, Lord. Please forgive me. Say, I confess and believe that Jesus is Lord. And he rose again from the dead thank you for your free gift of salvation I am saved from hell from myself from my past all because of you Lord I accept you and I accept your gift in Jesus name